the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Trying to get you to retirement or at least thinking about how much of a nest egg you're going to need to last made 60 to 100. SP 500 down four today. The Dow's down 58. The NASDAQ down seven. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com, regular guest, and a wonderful website for those of you wanting to accumulate market knowledge. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? I'm doing well, Rob. I hope you're doing fine too. I'm doing okay. Um, it's kind of a weird time. Uh, markets aren't quite hitting record highs. They're getting close. They're not doing it. The earnings are a little weaker than expected, uh, but we kind of expected that because of the cold winter. Um, what's your take on the current pulse of the market? Confused. Uh, okay. I think that the, the market doesn't quite know what to make of things right now because it's getting contradictory inputs. Um, you know, you have uh, the major stock averages, the S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, you know, the Dow Jones Transportation Average, all sitting at or near all-time highs. At the same time, you have a treasury market that's uh, been rallying all year long and defying you know, pretty much all expectations that were set ahead of this year. And um, uh, and on top of that, you've got some weakness in the dollar, and those latter two inputs, the strength in treasuries and the weakness in the dollar, don't line up well with these arguments that the economy, the U.S. economy, is poised to hit escape velocity, uh, which in turn should invite higher interest rates. So some really um, challenging conditions here, and we think that that's what's contributing to this chop that we've been seeing where you're up one day and down the next or even down big in the morning and up in the afternoon. There's just no real continuity there in the trading action. Let's pretend that the economy continues to add jobs and inflation doesn't go out of control and the Fed starts finishes their buyback and they start to raise interest rates. How do you think the market's going to respond during that time of transition? Well, I mean, theoretically, you should do well if uh, job growth is going to continue and you're not going to get, you know, inflation with that. Uh, uh, you should see long-term rates, you know, hold pretty low. And uh, and if that's the case against a backdrop of improving economic activity, that would suggest things also bode well for earnings growth potential. And so uh, so that's the best of, you know, all worlds, really, for, for the stock market. The problem is that when you see job growth pick up uh, or, you know, sharply and it's sustained, you should see higher wage growth, which uh, then can create some wage inflation uh, issues that then get translated into, you know, higher consumer prices along the way. So 
probably won't be so, you know, orderly, uh, notwithstanding, you know, what we saw in the April employment report where you had a big jump uh, in the establishment survey in terms of payrolls there, uh, but no growth in, in hourly earnings, really. So, um, again, that going back to the earlier point, those were two contradictory inputs uh, that made it really difficult to kind of figure out what the heck the you know, April employment report was trying to tell people. Some of the economic data that I've been seeing presented at briefing.com include housing starts getting weaker. It also includes, um, you know, Recology, uh, Reology today saying that, you know, they're not expecting to buy and sell as many houses this year as uh, they wanted. How important is the weakness that we're starting to see in some of the data points coming out of housing? Well, we think it's really important in terms of uh, sentiment value, certainly, right? Um, okay. You know, the, the residential investment component of GDP, because the base got so low, you know, as it continues to improve, it, you know, it does help boost GDP growth, but it's not, you know, the be-all, end-all as it relates to uh, GDP growth uh, improving strongly. Um, you know, consumer spending and business investment would be the, you know, real two key inputs there, and uh, and so that's something to watch. But as it relates to the housing sector, um, obviously a lot of people are tied into that sector directly or indirectly, and uh, you want to see uh, stronger demand there, stronger household formation, uh, because that's you know uh, an, an encouraging uh, element as it relates to U.S. economic growth potential. Uh, but what we're seeing here is housing starts are down, uh, you know about 6% year-over-year, new home sales down close to 15% year-over-year, existing home sales down close to 8% year-over-year. And so the idea that a lot of the the optimism for 2014 was predicated on this continued recovery in the housing market uh, has been called into question here, and it's raising concerns about just how fast the uh, the economy here can recover because we're not seeing uh, that uh, same optimism being reflected in the actual data year to date, so it could uh, certainly hit on uh, sentiment if we continue to get that uh, that this weak trends continuing. Give you a chance to highlight something that is all you. Anything that you're working on, or anything that you're um, seeing in the markets that maybe CNBC or Bloomberg are not highlighting that should be highlighted. Uh, you know, uh, right now, Rob, I, I hate to say it, but, you know, not really. Um, okay. Early in the week tends to be a period for me where I do uh, some deep digging, if you will, into some idea generation for the column I write, the big picture uh, that I publish every Friday. Um, but, you know, what I'm keeping a close eye on, though, is exactly what we're talking about today is these these contradictory inputs and which one will ultimately be proven right. Is it going to be the Treasury market or is it going to be the stock market? Um, and uh, the jury is out. You know, I think we talked earlier, we need more economic data to support this recovery argument so that we can feel better about the earnings growth uh, story coming to fruition here. And if that's the case, then we'll feel good about the outlook we had coming into the year that the stock market can indeed post a modestly positive uh, total return here in 2014. So I'll be watching that and more near term be watching what uh, Fed Chair Yellen says at our joint uh, economic testimony, which begins tomorrow. With what we're seeing in the short term, how does that align with your midterm, long-term thesis on the markets? Um, If someone has 10, 20, 30 years left before they need the money, 
Would you overweight anything? Would you underweight anything? Market nor- neutral? What would you say to that person with a time horizon? Well, if they have a you know long time horizon, I guess that means they're they're younger, uh, so um, so they can afford to be you know more aggressive in terms of their you know allocations to equities uh, and within the growth sectors within the U.S. equity market. So like the technologies and you know energy, you know financials, those are <clears throat> and healthcare. I mean these are these are uh, you know core areas that you know are going to ride out these ups and downs, obviously, but you know have decent growth prospects ahead of them based in part on the fact that, you know, uh, demographics, you have an aging population, uh, that's certainly going to bode well for the healthcare sector and also financial services. Um, You know, energy is not ever going out of style, and so there'll be ongoing demand there. Uh, And technology, of course, is is always the the place that uh, we come back to as a you know, as a growth area. So, um, so if you've got, you know, 20, 30 years, you can still afford to be, I think, overweight the U.S. market and overweight some of those uh, cyclical areas I talked about, but showing appreciation still for some of the income generating potential that's provided in some of these more defensive oriented areas like the consumer staples and the, uh, the utility sector, which, you know, have afforded uh, investors this year certainly a nice cushion as the market's been uh, pretty volatile. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Briefing provides independent live market analysis, U.S. and international markets, and much, much, much more. One last question for you. Um, I say a lot of dumb things on radio to kind of teach some lessons. Like I say, have standards. Don't date someone 11 years younger than you. Um, Twitter, I say, don't buy IPOs in their first year. Let some of that lockup expiration happen. You have to have that standard with very few exceptions. Maybe if the market crashes during that year and you really, really want to own something, uh, maybe pick up a little bit of it. But what are your thoughts on Twitter at this time? Well, I think it's, you know, my thought is that uh, people are learning that momentum investing cuts both ways. It was a hot stock. It was a hot concept. Uh, It continues to be a very popular business, uh, but that popular businesses don't always translate into great stocks uh, when they get ahead of those uh, underlying fundamentals. And that's what's uh, coming home to roost here for a lot of people who tried to buy that stock and chase the performance following the IPO. Uh, so you have to be careful about uh, investing in, in a business concept when the stock is so far ahead of what the company is actually delivering uh, or could possibly deliver in the you know next several years. Anything else you want to chime in on? We've got about a minute. Um, well, I think, you know, what we're seeing uh, develop here today is certainly some interesting move uh, within the currency markets. The U.S. dollar uh, certainly not doing all that great. We're seeing continued strength in the yen, which is something to watch out for, given uh, a lot of the leverage that's tied up in so-called yen-based carry trades. And so if the yen continues to strengthen uh Investors who have borrowed in low-yielding yen, it becomes more cost-prohibitive, more expensive for them to pay back those loans, and they could be forced into selling some of those positions So, uh, to pay back those loans. So that's one risk area that seems to be watched carefully here uh, and could provide some upset for the market if the yen continues to strengthen against the dollar. Thanks very much. Always making it very interesting and insightful. Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Um, check out the website. Check it out. Um, I've been using it for... I think 13 to 14 years now, um, and I couldn't say I could say honestly, it's only gotten better, and it's worth every penny, depending on whether you go with a low-end subscription or a high-end subscription. Um, top-notch data. Also, they have a Twitter handle, Briefing.com. 
It's not briefing.com because Twitter made that kind of messed up. Briefing.com. My Twitter handle, Rob Black Show. My YouTube handle, Rob Black Show. You can find me on Facebook, Cron4, Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.